Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's and what it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Induction Vault, a production of iHeartRadio and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony is about to begin. It's time to take your seats. This is the common thread that Stevie Wonder weaves through his words as he inducts Bill Withers in 2015. Stevie highlights the greatness of Withers' songwriting, his music, and his friendship. To Stevie, what Bill Withers achieved as an artist surpasses time, culture, and style. We have all felt the isolation of Ain't No Sunshine, the joy of Lovely Day, and the feeling of camaraderie of Lean On Me. The music resonates. The message is timeless. The self-proclaimed youngest living solo performer of this induction class is welcomed to the stage with a standing ovation. He enjoys every moment he has in the spotlight. He goes off script, which leads to many sweet and humorous riffs. And as he regales the audience with stories of his glory days, the audience is reminded of how much of a wonder and a legend Bill Withers has been to so many. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. This is not about me. This is about a great man who has written some incredibly great songs. Not only has he written great songs, 
he sings them incredibly well. I think what determines a, a great songwriter and a singer who can do both is when they are able to let you feel in the very word, every word they sing and express, that that you can relate to. You see, I've always felt that Bill Withers' songs were songs that were for every single culture there is. Everyone can relate somewhere in the world to to the greatness of those songs. When I think of Ain't No Sunshine When She's Gone, it is so relevant to what he's talking about, relationship of that wonderful someone that is not around. And when she's not around, his life is so incomplete. And as much as it is about that situation, Today, I can think about those 200 young girls in Nigeria that were kidnapped, taken from their mothers and fathers. Even though it's another kind of love, it still is a longing for children that should still be where they were and not kidnapped to be taken, to be used, to be raped, to be abused. So in everything that we, that we, that we hear, that I hear in the songs that he sings and writes. I'm, I'm so very excited and honored. I, I say, I wish I could have written that song. I wish I could have written that song. Now, what about that song? Grandma's Hands. We can all relate to that. Lovely day. Lovely day. Lovely day. I love that day. Oh, come on. You know you love that song. And then there's just the two of us. We can Oh, man. Forget about it. Incredible. And it is truly my honor to induct not only a great songwriter, a great musician, a great singer, but as well a great friend that I've known since he was a little boy. <laughs> no, since I was... Um, working on talking book and innovations and songs. Um, it is my honor to induct this great man as, as another member, a great member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Mr. Bill Withers. After the break... We'll hear a speech from Bill Withers on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Induction Vault. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. 
There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. Hold that teleprompter a minute because I'm going to go off script here. Uh, I didn't have it. I didn't use it. (laughs) You know, I was laughing to myself. I said, Stevie Wonder inducting me in the Hall of Fame is like a lion opening the door for a kitty cat. And while I was sitting listening to people speak, Joan Jett was talking about A&R issues. I call them antagonistic and redundant. <laughs> Steve Cropper was nice enough to mention my name. And Beck, I didn't know Beck and me were boys. <laughs> you know. Beck... <laughs> Beck came up to me. He said, we know some of the same cats. He said, you know James Gadsden? I said, all right, Beck, I'm scared of you. (laughs) And I've been hanging out with the guys from Double Trouble. You know what's been interesting to me, and I'll try to speed this along, but, you know, there ain't eight of me, so I can't be a good son. Oh, 
One other thing crossed my mind, Molly. You can relate to this. This has got to be the largest AA meeting in the Western Hemisphere. Oh, man. Uh, the one thing I've had fun with, I was talking to this guy, man, I didn't know I knew this guy, the Melvoin sisters, Wendy and Susanna, I used to babysit them way before I was in the music business, their father, Mike Melvoin, and this guy was playing the guitar, and I went over to say hello to him, he says, you don't remember me, I was so-and-so's ex-husband. So I go back a whole lot of ways with a lot of different people. And what I was thinking, listen to all the different styles. Each music has its own constituency. A lot of different stuff in here. Miles Davis has no resemblance whatsoever to Jerry Lee Lewis. But the commonality is each form has its own constituency. And uh, being an old guy, you know, sometimes you guys get too loud. I got to go to the bathroom. You know. But I was so flattered when they had John and Stevie consent to come over here. John is so cool now, man. John had to, in between rehearsals, John had to go di have dinner at the White House. Now that's rolling. You know, when they send for you in between rehearsals. So it's fun, I mean, nice people and stuff. I see, is that Yoko Ono with that hat? See, I don't get to see all these people because I, uh, this music entered my life late. I was well into my 30s when I started doing this. And uh, I don't get, I, you know, I watch a lot of Judge Judy. <laughs> so I'm not out and about. The older five Royals. Hey, I got some high school buddies back there. Josephine and Robert and, and uh, Sandra and all of them. See, I'm, you know, that think about the good thing. I was a man when that was playing. <laughs> Josephine, them be dancing around, you know, just to hold a hand and moving and stuff. But anyway, let me get back on script here because Stevie, Stevie will have to go to the bathroom soon. But uh, so I used up another two minutes, you know, soon. First, I have to thank my wife, Marcia, who worked tirelessly and diligently with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Tom Cording at Sony Legacy, and whoever else she had to, to pull this thing off. I'd also like to thank my son, Todd, and my daughter, Corey, for their love and support. I'm honored to be this year's youngest living solo performer inductee. Please don't hate me because I'm precocious. Besides, who else came here with a legend and a wonder? You know, after doing many interviews for this occasion, 
I now know what Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory would have written if he'd done an article on James Brown. He'd probably paraphrase that the piece of luggage he saw James carrying was actually his papa's brand new bag. I better move along. They say I got five minutes. I'm a stutterer. So I might go long, but I'm going to come on strong. Don't worry. I'd like to talk about the best times I had and the wonderful guardian angels who helped me get here. Five years after I had spent nine years in the Navy and was somewhere north of 30, the late Ray Jackson from the Watts 103rd Street Rhythm Band, I'm going to say late a lot, worked with me on some demos. Ray played them for the late Forrest Hamilton, son of the late great Chico Hamilton. Forrest played them for Clarence Avon, who signed me to Sussex Records. Clarence hired the great Booker T. Jones to produce my first album. Steve Cropper, you didn't come and play on that. So thus began the odd odyssey that brought me here. Booker T. gently shepherded me through that first album using greats like Al Jackson, late, Duck Dunn, late, Stephen Stills, no, he's still around, Jim Keltner, <laughs> and some other wonderful cats. We got lucky when the DJs turned the first single over, and the B-side, Joan, it's the million our cats again, the B-side not only became a hit, but somewhat of a signature song for me, Ain't No Sunshine. Booker T was not available to produce a second album for me, but my main guardian angel, Ray Jackson, had taken me to this magic place, James Gatson's Garage. There was Ray Jackson, James Gatson, Melvin Dunlap, and Bernard Blackman, all formerly of the Watts 103rd Street Rhythm Band. They became my touring band and my soulmates. To say we groove does no justice to the vibe we had. So I went to Clarence Avant and told him that he need not look for another producer for my second album. We had it covered. I said to him, give me one three-hour section to prove what we can do. He called Phil Shear, the boogie engineer, and booked us a cheaper morning session at the record plant. I couldn't wait for someone other than Gatson's dog, his pet monkey, that played and fought with each other out back <laughs> to hear what we could do. We arrived at the record plant ready to throw down. One problem, Gap's drums were there, but he had car trouble and needed a ride. I jumped into the old used Jaguar I had and set a world record getting to Gap's house. We broke that record getting back to the record plant where we immediately started spanking on Use Me. I don't remember what else we did that day, but I couldn't wait for Clarence Avon to hear Use Me. I left the studio and made a beeline straight for his office. When I got there, he was in a meeting with Al Bell from Stax. I didn't care. I interrupted and put the cassette copy of Use Me in the machine and cranked that sucker up. Now, Clarence was kind of going, ah, 
I, but before he could speak, Al Bell jumped in and said, Clarence, don't you hear that? Even knew who the drummer was. He said, that's that boy from the Watts band. Finally, Al said, Clarence, let this cat go make a record. Respecting Al Bell's opinion, Clarence said, all right, go do it then. He, he probably said Muffin. He called me Muffin. That Muffin Bill Withers. I had to get him straight on that. My name ain't Muffin, Jack. I'm a man. But Al Bell, for whom the bell tolls, Al Bell, my guardian angel, my pivotal guardian angel. Fortunately, I lost the argument to Clarence Avant and Ron Mosley when they insisted that Lean On Me be the first single from that album. This time, they had their own guardian angel. Disc jockey reached Rick Holmes, preached one of their many sermons, and swayed the argument in their favor. Sometimes things are tit for tat, and sometimes stuff just goes like that. Other guardian angels entered my life when Stan McKinney sent me the lyrics to Who Is He and What Is He to You. The late Skip Scarborough allowed me to write lyrics to his lovely, lovely day. And the late Grover Washington Jr. and the late Ralph McDonald and the living William Salter invited me to participate in the writing and recording of just the two of us. Thank you to the many artists, ranging from soul, jazz, country, classical, rock, hip hop, and alternative rock, who have recorded music that I've written or co-written over the years. I will always remember the good things and good times, right? Like when I stopped by a recording session in New York wearing a policeman's uniform from a video shoot. Should have been there, man. Cats started throwing stuff, you know, medication, <laughs> everywhere. Under the drums, behind the piano, all under the drums. But when they found out it was only me, led by the late, great Richard T, because nobody had to flush, they just called me names that make bartenders blush. <laughs> it's been a wonderful, odd odyssey with ups, downs, and sometimes screw me around. <laughs> we know about them. But I will always remember the good things. Bottom line is, check this out. Stevie Wonder knows my name, and the brother just put me in the Hall of Fame. joining us on this week's episode of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Induction Vault. For more on your favorite inductees, to shop inductee merch, or to plan your trip to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, visit rockhall.com. Plus, view the 2020 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction special on demand on HBO Max. Our executive producers are Noel Brown, Shelby Morrison, and Risa Gerke. Supervising producer is Taylor Shacoin. Research and archival assistance from Isabel Kiefer and Shannon Erb. Thanks again for joining us on this week's episode of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Induction Vault. Induction Vault is a production of iHeartRadio and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 
For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's and what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 